with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside bathing, and hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he kept calling out all the more, son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked, asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please let me see. Jesus told him, Have sight. Your faith has saved you. He immediately received his sight and followed him, giving glory to God. When they saw this, all the people gave praise to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So an important part of our health, spiritually speaking, and you could say even as a byproduct, physically speaking, of our body and soul. So what our soul goes through, our body will manifest and experience at different levels. Um, but it all starts with the heart, the soul, and who we are. Um, and experiencing salvation, experiencing freedom in Christ, experiencing deliverance. Um, this is Jesus' dream for us. God wants this more than we do. Like God wants to give gifts of healing and joy and peace and love and gentleness. Kind of. He wants to pour out His Spirit more than we could ever imagine. You know, it's, it's way more than we desire. God wants our good for us way more than we could ever imagine and desire. Now, one thing that I've learned in my life is, you know, we receive graces in our lives, right? Like, you can call them signal graces or key grace moments where we, 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 we just know God's talking to us. Um, and, and we hear Him. And this is... What I'd like you to think about with Scripture, like every day when you come to Mass or when you're reading Scripture, wherever you're at, um, take the Bible in your hands and, and hold it close to your heart and, and sit quietly for a moment and know and expect God's going to talk to you and expect to hear Him, you know, to hear God. You know, we're not just listening, but we're hearing. I hear Him. Like, it's like when you, you heard, like, it's like sitting um, quietly, you hear a sound, and it gets your attention, right? So when you hear the Lord, it's kind of like a, a radio wave, a frequency. When, when we hear, allow ourselves to listen, um, allow ourselves to receive His voice. Uh, when you're reading, um, and, and all of you probably experienced this, but God's talking to you. He's talking to you. I mean, when you read a, 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 a scripture, or it could be a, a saint or a mystic that you're reading, or you're reading a quote, or you're reading some reflection or some some form of a spiritual reading, and you just kind of like you perk up, you come alive because you're hearing the Lord, you're hearing His voice. That's the beginning of salvation when we hear God's voice, when we know He's talking to us. 
And this is what evangelization is. It's helping people, um, situating them in a place where they can hear the voice of the Lord. Um, this is why, again, another reason that I do that the Ablaze Ministry is because we need to help people hear the voice of God. When you hear God say, I love you, like, I can say to you all day, like, I can say to you, as, as Michael, I can say, I love you, I love you. God, God loves you, God loves you. But that's not the same as when you hear yourself, God say, I love you. You know, that would be like me saying, you know, your mom loves you, your mom loves you, your dad loves you, your dad. But when you hear your actual mom and dad look at you and say, I love you, it's, it's for a child that's transformative, even for an adult. It's transformative to hear it from the mouth of the person that you, you want to hear it from, right? And so prayer, you know, this, this experience that we're now at the end of the church year, right? The liturgical season's coming to an end. So we hear a lot of these scriptures of Revelation and the end, you know, the Feast of Christ the King is the last Sunday of our, our church year as Christ is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, before we begin a new church year. And Revelation, you know, comes from this meaning to unveil, in the Latin revelatio, meaning to, to, to be revealed, right? To, to, be, to know it. Wow. It's that revelation is that moment that aha, like, wow, he's talking to me. Okay? So, and, 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 and this is, you know, in our first reading, he's going, Jesus is going to each church. You know, today he's talking to the church in Ephesus. It says, I heard, I heard, notice it says, I heard the Lord say to me, to the angel of the church of Ephesus, write this. And then he goes on, and he, in this last line, he says here, he goes, yet I hold this against you. You have lost the love you had at first. I, I love that line, because every one of us could look into our lives and say, is God my first love? You know, is God my first love? Again, intellectually, we all would say probably yes. But does my lifestyle reflect what my mind is saying? Does, do I agree? Like, yes, Lord, you are my first love. And, and that doesn't mean we have to go to love God. Like, will you let me love you? You know, how many of us, like, we, we, we fight against separated from God. We think it's normal. We, we don't even know we're doing it. And that's why Jesus said the cross, Father, we don't know what we're doing. I mean, it's so, even the person that has the most light on earth right now, the holiest person on earth, there's somebody on earth, the holiest person on earth, they don't even realize that they're still in darkness to some degree. We, we still can't see. We're not in the Beatific vision yet. We're, we're walking by faith, not by sight. And we're all in a, on a journey of healing. He says here, um, he goes, you have endurance and have suffered for my name and you have not grown weary. And he, we keep on knocking, we keep seeking, we keep asking. He goes, but how far have you fallen? Repent. He's not like, repent, you idiots. You know, <laughs> He's like, repent, you idiots, and the work you did, do the work you did at first. What's your problem? Like, that's not God. See, pay attention to the tenor of the voice that you hear when you're praying. Because the, de the devil's real clever. You know, he can, you know, the devil used the, the scriptures against this, the word himself. 
Jesus was tempted. You know, if you read the when Jesus was in the desert, the devil used the scriptures to tempt his own words. How many times does the devil use your own mind and your own ideas to harass you and afflict you and oppress you and suffocate you and hold you in chains and in bondage? And we don't realize it. So it's that, again, pay attention to the, the way God's speaking to you. Because the, 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 the discernment is in the breath. You know, the devil has bad breath. When the devil talks to you, even if the devil's using the word of God, because he will at times, he'll use, he'll use half truths, or the devil will use 99.9% .9 truth and then 0.1% lie. It's not God. God always sees that 100% truth. Okay? So the devil's real clever, but the breath, the breath of Jesus, or our Father in heaven, he speaks the word, who is Jesus, and the breath is fragrant. With, we we want to be closer to it. We, we want to, we're drawn into it. It, it, it smells good. It, it, it's a good sense. Whereas when the devil speaks, it, it's, it's kind of brash. Now God can say things with great love and, and, and um, great, great, great affection for us and challenge you as well. You know, a, a good, you know, good parenting, you know, you can say difficult things to your kids with great love, but you can also say things to your kids that aren't from the Lord. You can actually say the same thing to your kid with love and say it in the wrong way to your child. One way is from the Lord, one way it's not. Because the flesh is coming in and, and the devil is like throwing in, you know, gas on the fire, if you will, and it comes out the wrong way. So... Those who are victorious, I will feed from the tree of life. That's our psalm today, psalm number one. So look at the crucifix. Those who are victorious, I will feed from the tree of life. Meaning, those who remain with me on the vine, on the cross. That's what I kind of heard when I was sitting listening to the scripture being read. When we're victorious, that means we're, we're staying with Jesus on the cross. You know, we'll be fed from the tree in your sufferings. That makes absolutely no sense. I mean, suffering's terrible. Why would I rejoice in it? And he's saying, trust me, there's a deeper mystery to this than your human eyes can see. When you're on the cross, remain with him. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. And by the way, you don't get to pick your crosses. Okay? You don't you don't get to tailor your cross that you want, because otherwise there would be no cross, right? The cross comes to you. It's God giving you the cross because he loves you. Mother Teresa, you know, you know, kissing the cross. Like that's why I get holding a little cross and kissing the crucifix often is a, it's a form of prayer that Jesus whispers from the cross. We kiss him. We love Jesus on the cross. And again, let your spirit guide you. Let, your mind's not going to get this, okay? Your emotion's not going to get this. But your spirit, with the power of your baptism and your confirmation, the power of God in you, understands as you groan from the cross. You know, we know not how to pray, but the Bible says we know not how to pray as we are. But the, the spirit of God groans in me, Abba, Father. Have you ever heard Jesus groan through your lips? Think about that. How many times were that? Like, oh. like 
you're, you're, you're hurting, and you're like, oh, that's Jesus. Do you realize that he's in you and he's groaning through your body? Like you're literally experiencing mystical union with him on the cross at that moment. You're actually at Calvary. Like if you're in a car driving and you're frustrated. So today, anytime you're frustrated, today, you feel like oh, out of sorts, and you listen to the yourself groan, that's God in you. Remember I said salvation to hearing? Do you hear God groaning in you? Do you hear the desire of Jesus stirring in you? Do you experience his eyes in your eyes, his hands in your hands, his ears in your ears, his mind in your mind? Do you, do you walk? That's what life in the spirit is. Do you walk with life in the spirit? Are you ablaze uh, with that kind of awareness? Uh, do you see what he sees? So again, realize how far you've fallen, maybe lack of awareness. Repent and do the works you did at first. Okay? Come back. Come back, he said. Come back. And, and let me lead you unto the victory from the cross. Because see, staying on the cross means letting the Father be the Father. When you come off the cross, you're not letting God be your Father anymore. Like, I'm not. I'm going to do it my way. Okay? It's not a good decision. It's going to lead to more suffering. But the Lord's saying, don't leave the cross. So when you come off the cross... You stop being a beloved son or daughter. You are objectively, but subjectively, you're, 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 not, you're not cooperating. Okay? You're always a beloved son or daughter. You're not always embracing who you are. And that creates a lot of suffering. Again, it's living against your nature. That's what sin is. It's living against your nature. Living against God's will for you. Living against our baptism. So, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. That's our prayer today. Jesus, son of David, on me. And it says they were people were rebuking him. You're not allowed to be weak. You're not allowed to groan. You're not allowed to be broken. You're not allowed to be poor. Get get yourself together. What's your problem? <coughs> See, that's not the Lord. Not the Lord at all. Okay? Don't beat yourself up. Okay? Jesus stopped and ordered him to be brought to him. Then what? He says, What do you want, what do you want me to do for you? Not, now again, what do you want me to do for you? I don't have much time. What's your problem? That's not the Lord, okay? And I, I can do that at times. Because we're all we get overwhelmed. What do you want, you know? We've all probably done that, right? <clears throat> but Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He, he, he wants to listen. He's not like, let's get over my one. No. The Lord, Jesus says, have, Lord, please let me see. Here's growth. Lord, please let me see. Have sight. Your faith has saved you. Faith, right? Faith releases power, grace from heaven, okay? So let's ask the Lord. That says that the people gave glory and praise to God. This is our. This is what we want, right? So let's ask the Lord today for these graces. Um, and, and one thing I'd like you to do is listen for Him in you. Listen to His groan. Listen. Um, a lot of times we're just blind. We don't see it, nor do we hear it. But He's right in there. He's with us. He's living it out. So let's ask for these graces today.